0: You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore?
1: We are here to be your guides, your guardians.
2: This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. Today, we are recording episode 35 on August 24th, 2019. Our topic is The Man They Call Cade, Part Juan. I am your host. This is Mrs. Hyven.
1: I am Elamist. And this is Hyven.
2: And I, no joke, almost said Mrs. Elamist. <laughs> 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 I'm this tired. the gang. See ya, Hyven. We're going to Seattle without (laughs) you.
1: That's no
0: joking, man. I can't get you to go. He's not
2: even mad about me leaving. He just doesn't want me to go to Seattle without him.
0: No, I'm mad that I can't convince you. And then you make jokes about going.
2: Okay. Anyways, moving on. Because I get to decide when things just stop today. All right, podcast news. We encourage feedback. Always, you can find us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore. Email guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. And please leave us a review either on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts slash Google Play. And again, you guys, somebody leave us something. I haven't had anything since March. At this point, I just don't know. Are we doing well? Do we suck? Somebody help us out. We've got
0: things on Twitter if people saying they like
2: stuff. So. That's true. That's we do get stuff on Twitter, so that's helpful. But and I like to uh, be annoying about that fact, one. in fact,
1: like, the next bullet point is... is. I'm that's getting why.
2: there. It's my turn. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> you die. host next week. Alright. So, all, all three episodes that um, we guest hosted on Focus Fire Chat have aired this week. So please go give them a listen. Uh, it was a lot of fun for me to listen back to them. Especially because I was really only awake for like top three. <laughs> really appreciated. A H- shout out to uh, Mrs. Hyvin, Who's in chat but probably asleep. <laughs> like, chat
0: window is still people. open so it counts.
2: Yeah. My, uh, my iPad just doesn't shut off by itself. You have to close it out yourself. Um, <laughs> oh, so. it was just...
1: I saw you still in chat, but I hadn't seen anything from you in like (laughs) 10 or 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, she's got to be asleep. You
2: probably hadn't seen anything from me in hours and just not realized it. I did not hang as late as you guys did. That is for sure. Another reason I was not verbally guest hosting that night. All right. um, And thanks to that, we've actually kind of checked through our stats and everything. We've had 300 hits on listens uh, for our podcast so, we really only sure, aired where one episode like... in
0: between that. Yeah,
2: so. Exactly. And normally we get maybe like 95 to 100, like about the amount of subscribers we have we get. So that was definitely different. Um, our subscriber number jumped, which was awesome. So to all of our new listeners, welcome. Um, we're super excited to have you. I hope you don't completely hate us. And honestly, if you started at one, it's probably taken you a while to get here.
3: A lot, Or of not.
0: you're just yeah, hopping right people into people here.
2: Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't start at one if I were them, but that's just me.
0: <laughs> if you All like right. it, go back and listen, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, I do suggest going back and listening to some. I really appreciated uh, Orchid's tweet about uh, this, <laughs> this week. I, I openly chuckled at work when she said, you know, you can start at any book. Just don't start a series halfway through because you'll be confused and ask what's listen. happening. But no one will answer because this is a podcast. Yeah. That was great. She's completely right. As much as I give grief about listening in order, it's really just if you're listening to a series. You can technically listen to these in whatever order you want. Just be mindful of part ones and part twos, occasionally part threes and part fours. I don't know if we've ever gone to a part five, but we might have. I don't know. We've,
1: we've just done did. speculation episodes after that.
0: We just there did we books of Sarah. There was six episodes.
2: Jeez was oh you're right, it was. Wow. All right. God, we spent a lot of time on that. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Um, And for our podcast, we also have kind of gotten our schedule lined up uh, out through October. So for those of you wondering, the book's coming up. We're going to finish up The Man They Call Cade next week. We're going to move into Nothing Ends. Then, uh, right before Shadowkeep releases, we're going to do a couple of, you know, prep episodes to get everybody ready for the story. Uh, The first one will be uh, the first Crota fire team. The next one will be Aeris Morn after Crota. And then, we're going to do a Season of Undying prep on the Vex. Um, Once we kind of get all that good stuff uh, taken care of and prepped and ready to go for the new season drop, we're going to move back into our poll lineup, and we're going to do Chronicon. That'll be in two parts and most loyal in two parts. Uh, so, yeah. And then we'll have some new lore,
0: I'm sure, right after that. So Yeah.
2: So, we've oh, got yeah. a lot of good stuff coming up. For Looking one. forward to new good stuff uh, that should be dropped that we can explore after that. Um And, yeah. So, we're excited. That's kind of the game plan. If anybody has any suggestions for after that, please let us know. All Only right.
0: thing I wanted to mention is that we sh- they should have already known now that we have an- finally have an intro.
2: Yes, that is you- true. If you didn't, uh, if you missed that, <laughs> or you're new, congratulations to listening to the first episode that actually had an intro. <laughs> the other 34 will be really.
0: I do believe this different. is when we were, we said we were dropping it. Yeah. yeah. So.
2: So yeah, that was our intro, you guys. Woo, we did it.
0: Uh, <laughs> i finally contributed something to the podcast slightly right? it's please let
2: us hive
1: know how much hyven right? uh, sucked or or
0: you yeah. know <laughs> yeah, how much i need to learn how to edit in audacity
1: uh, it was, it right? I,
2: i'm expecting somebody to listen to it and be like oof send me those guys i'll i'll make if this better.
0: first try if somebody wants to make our intro for us all power to you
2: <laughs> all right so moving into stuff you may have missed in destiny the last week of Solstice is here. Is that this week or yes. this coming week? By the week time they're season?
0: listening to it, it's over.
2: Oh. <laughs> it just yeah. well, it's
0: about to end in a couple hours.
2: Too bad. So sad. It's gone.
0: As of this recording right. on a Saturday night, I finished my first set. <laughs> Only one I'm doing. So I, it's what I wanted to accomplish. So yes, finally oh, got she- that done. And I did I, it all on I, PC this last couple of days. It's been fun playing on PC.
2: Alright, so, uh, next week, so, with this reset, in two hours, if you listen to this on time, um, it is the penultimate Iron Banana for the season, so, get in there, do some work, kick some butt, punch some stuff if you're a Titan, honestly, even if you're not, a the- <laughs> lot of stuff. Um, and for uh, those of you who, I don't know, living under a rock. Planet cross-save went live, you guys. Woo-hoo! Don't miss it. I'm so I gotta say, some of that. my favorite tweets about it have literally been people who are like, everyone's out here complaining about it not working or being excited about switching their this to their this, and my broken mm-hmm. is over here like, still on my Xbox.
1: <laughs> Th- that, that's pretty much me. Like, I've got uh-huh. cross-save enabled on my account, but I'm still maining Xbox.
2: Yeah. Well, no, because I love it because they were like, I don't have something to cross save over to. Like, I have one device and that's it. Yeah. And you know what, people? That's okay. Support where you can. Play hey, where man, you can. Play where you can. Just punch it. Just punch it all.
1: Even more sentimental than that. Just play where your friends are.
2: Okay, punch it was sentimental.
0: No. All right. Good good advice from Elvis, definitely. Play with your friends. Unless you're me, I really want to play on PC because I enjoy it, so make friends. That's my goal.
1: Wait, wait, wait. wait. How is, how is the warlock the one saying yeah, that's punch a, I, it and the I titan thinking, is like saying that the intelligent high level stuff?
2: real stuff? Floofy
0: yeah, stuff. I was thinking about that, but I just didn't want <laughs> to. Even
2: down. as a warlock, I punched the <laughs> bottom stuff. The first she time I been a played titan. and I was punching stuff, Hyven was like oh, she should have been a titan.
0: Dude, if she had, if she could just play shoulder charge, you just need to experience it.
2: I love my warlock. GamesCon happened and brought two new trailers. We got one for Shadowkeep and one for Season of the Undying. A lot of fun Vex milk jokes come from that one. Keisha, you missed those on Twitter. Oh, yeah. And Super excited, man. Let's see. The TWAB announced a community challenge for the week in September, starting September 3rd, and it ends on September 10th, 10 a.m. Pacific time. All right, community objectives for this are defeat 175,000 Wave 7 Escalation Protocol bosses, defeat 300 million Hive on Mars, do the Mars nightfalls consisting of defeating Nocris 150,000 times, defeating Zol 100,000 times, and lastly, use 300,000 override frequencies. If all objectives are completed during the event, any player to complete at least one Nightfall will be granted a unique emblem granted to only those who rose to the Mars challenge.
0: So I want to comment. I was like watching this while listening to this while doing something else. And I just like heard the first couple of things and I was like, how will I ever beat 300 million hive? <laughs> and then I realized that this that's was great. a community objective that's only happening over one week. I thought like I had to like kill 300 million hive for like, so, like a month. Like everyone
2: ago. as a community is doing yes. this. It's like it's so like a giant destiny like scoreboard.
0: Yeah. Yep. So yes. this is the goal I was for everyone. Just I was like, how? This is for everyone playing. The goal is so you just have to try to contribute. Yep. I totally Guys, I'm think gonna, it'll happen. I'm
2: gonna. I'm gonna contribute
0: i'm talking about get that emblem
1: absolutely i'm
2: gonna i'll continue. drag you
1: through a, a nightfall or an escalation oh my, protocol.
2: oh my gosh hyven was doing eaz yesterday and all of a sudden i hear him scream how is he in the building i was like is it that ogre he's like how do you know what i'm talking about i was like
0: i did this and then she was like how are you getting on those buildings i was like oh you've played this
2: i was like those roofs are so hard to get on
1: yeah (laughs) oh we had so much fun there
2: dude we had so much fun after last week's episode of talking about some of our favorite memories i was like man i want to play again and i had a blast you guys i it was yeah so much fun Last me night, too. I was talking to Hyven, and I was like, I was like, I want to go like do something or talk to someone. He was like, I'm playing on PC, and I'm not talking to anyone, so you can talk to me right now. I was like, well, what are we going to go talk about? He was like, you always want to talk about different stuff. And I was like, I think I'm just going to go see if Elvis is on. And he was like, what <laughs> the heck? I was like, fine, I'll stay in here with you.
0: And then she did end up just like falling asleep like on the dog bed, just talking I you.
2: just ended up reading like anything funny I found on Instagram. <laughs> that was our night. <laughs>
1: well you've got my phone number at this point just message me
2: yeah no I mean I decided you know I talk to my husband
1: (laughs) I love how it sounds like a chore
2: right Uh, No.
0: she wants to tell me about her day all the time but then when I'm actually like okay now I'm ready for conversation she's like nah
2: (laughs) yeah alright you guys so we Got a few more speculations, just a hair more, that we wanted to touch on in Mrs. Hyvin's question corner today.
0: It's actually, so yeah, listener Q&A. Yeah. Well. Your question corner for
2: well, q Well, we also, yeah, I guess it's all listener-based, because I also wanted to read a few of the Destiny memories we got. I think we got just a handful, not a ton, and those aren't any, like, long rabbit trails. So. Yeah.
0: We do have we have like we have a couple, so we should probably get into those because yeah. we would still like to discuss some of the ones that came in a little late.
2: Yes, we would. Luckily, we're doing only six cards today, so we've got a little bit of time.
0: Yeah. It. So if you don't know, we had asked for some speculations about for our books of sorrow episode, and uh, we got a couple more just kind of after the fact. So we kind of just wanted to go into them a little bit.
1: All right. So from Stephen Davies. He wrote, I wanted to email to say how much I'm enjoying your podcast and the unique way you present the Destiny lore. I've been binge listening to the Books of Sorrow episodes and was thinking about the disappearance of Teox. My theory is that Teox has been granted longer life by the sky, and as a follower of the light, has become a herald for the Traveler, Silver Surfer style. I love the Marvel reference there. Perfect. Uh, She's been trying to help slash advise civilizations defend themselves from the Hive Crusade. This made me wonder, if true, why hadn't the Guardians come across her? Now comes real spinfoil. What if we have? What if Teox was on the moon at the time of the first Crota Fire team? She came across the dead heiress Morn and took her form, so she'd be more accepted in the tower. What if she couldn't hide the fact that as a proto hive, she had three eyes, so came up with the story about taking an acolyte's eyes. It would explain her expertise in oryx and the Taken, who she'd never come across on the moon, and also why she is without the light and her ghost, but still has formidable power. I love listening to your episodes and appreciate you making long work days fly by. Thanks again.
0: Dude, when you read one. this, this one's on level for where I was like, "What if Korya doesn't exist?" I,
2: <laughs> I obsessed write. with that one because I'm like, I'm so on board with this theory.
0: So this my is favorite like thing my is my
2: new Destiny conspiracy theory. I mean, don't get me wrong, travel is still evil, you guys. That's not even a conspiracy theory. That's <laughs> just true. Um, so this, <laughs> this is my Destiny conspiracy theory, and I'm totally here for it. Um, so yeah. Also, you're welcome for helping with those work days. I listen to us, too.
0: I just wanted to comment on the fact that, you know, I really appreciate that. Sometimes we have theories that are plausible based off of, like, a lot of in-depth look of the lore and what we think might happen. But then I love when sometimes it's just like, dude, what if this crazy thing could have actually happened? And these are so much fun. So this is kind of one of those, you know, full speculation. And I love that we got some of this. So Hi. the first, so, this, so far, for me, breaking it up, I think the whole idea of Tayax being silver, silver Surfer is like perfect. And I, I think that that actually is kind of true based off what we saw her doing throughout the books, hitting up every civilization. Um, as far as why we haven't seen her, not sure. But if she's actually taken the form of Eris Morn. That's pretty creative. I really, really like that. I I don't think I can comment on the validity because I don't know if we have anything for that. But right, it's an awesome theory. I really like this one.
1: Right, like there's nothing in lore to back it up, but there's nothing in lore to invalidate it. You know
2: exactly. We might just be getting that lore this season. I'm here for this Who knows? conspiracy theory.
1: Yeah, we might be getting something about it.
0: Or even another thought was maybe it. Taox didn't take Eris' form, but who's to say that Taox always appears as a krill, you know, to all the civilizations she shows up in. So maybe we've somehow had conversations with her and just never known it. But I love that theory that Taox is still...
2: But yeah, no, because like guiding. I was just listening to a Focus Fire episode where they were talking about like all the things Eris Morn did to like help us. It made me think about when we were talking about Taox and how she did that for all the civilizations and everything.
0: All right, so our next theory spe- slash speculation is from Lazarus the Lich. So he started by sending us a, uh, we got a tweet, and he says, uh, At Guardian's Lore, also you mentioned that Oryx was meant to be killed by a servant of the Deep. We're officially a shadow slash servant of Callus. Callus spoke to the Deep, we think. Maybe we weren't servants at the time, but shrugs, lol.
1: And he followed up by actually sending us an email saying, Hey guys, just started listening at episode 33, thanks for the Twitter follow, P.S. And you asked for spinfoil theories. This could be something, it could be nothing. Or maybe it's just speculation. In verse 5 of the Books of Sorrow, there's a line from Oryx's perspective that says, Through the bond of lineage, he can feel Crota killing, worlds and worlds away, and it tastes like sweet fat. We all know Kallus' main line is, I will show you how to grow fat from strength. And on the mark of Nor armor, Vallas Nor is quoted as saying, What Callus found at the Black Edge, when he brings it to light, there will be a reckoning unlike anything this galaxy has ever seen. Now, maybe it's just a coincidence that the word fat is used in the Books of Sorrow for that line. And Callus wants us to grow fat from strength. But... I feel like there's a connection. Oryx and Savathun and Zivu Wrath, to an extent, have a connection to the Deep slash Darkness. And Kalis, based on this nor line, seems to have had communication with the Darkness as well. Could he have similar power to that of the three Hive Gods? His powers are definitely bizarre, as we see from the various Leviathan raids. And prior to finding the end of the galaxy... Callus and his loyalists seemed stuck with the predetermined flight path of the Leviathan. Now they control the Leviathan and have it parked in our solar system. And Callus has officially recruited us as Shadow for Earth. Is he preparing us for a conflict with the darkness because what he saw at the edge of the galaxy frightened him? So many questions slash speculation.
0: Alright, so why don't we start with that tweet first, because me and Elemist discussed that earlier in the week. Uh, and I do remember we, did, we referenced the fact that Oryx, in his last message, was kind of preparing for if somebody killed him. And he kind of mentioned that you know their act would be following the Deep by enacting the sword logic. So um, he made the thought that maybe we are a servant of the Deep because of us following Callus, who quite possibly has seen the deep so you want to start with what you how you feel about that one Elmist, or should i
1: there's a lot of of speculation that goes into callus himself because it we never actually get clarification of what he saw at the the edge of the galaxy um but when he talks about the hive in the menagerie he talks about you know their sword logic and if they really felt that way they'd kill themselves because they you know obviously are dying off you know they obviously aren't the the strongest there is um and i i don't i remember that he there was a quote about what he thought the hive were were praying to but he mentioned something that it wasn't like what he had seen. I'm gonna have to find that quote, but I, I, I don't think the two are exclusive. Okay.
0: you know, I thought that that theory was kind of great because, you know, I know Elamist mentioned that in our conversation earlier in the week that he didn't. Qu- it was he didn't quite agree with the fact that we being kind of servants of the deep completely or servants of Callus. Um, and while I don't know if I would go as far as saying we are servants of the deep, because you know, we are technically kind of like the heralds of the traveler, um, I totally think that like, I would say just by our actions alone, we've kind of been showing, you know, we enact sword logic in a way but quite often. And just the act of killing Oryx was kind of enacting what Oryx was you know, planning for, regardless of what side uh, we claimed to be on. And, um, you know, I think it has to do kind of like regardless of what our actions uh, we we might not claim to be, but we're kind of on that gray line that we're we've been riding for a while. So I think that we kind of we we Calus cons- considers us his shadows. And so you could say that uh, whether or not he's actually discussing the deep when he's whatever he's got this new power from, we don't quite know. Um, we get a little bit of the speculation from Chronicon when we get into that. But Chronicon's an interesting thing because it's writings about the future, about stuff that might happen anyway. So that's kind of just my two cents on the theory of us being servants of the deep. I think that our actions say that we are taking advantage of that power, but it's, as Shin always says, has been telling us that we're kind of riding that gray line. We're taking the power without taking all the corruption. So I think we kind of have done now what Oryx originally meant to do without the full corruption from the Deep. So, I think it's pretty cool. All right. So then his email was interesting, though, because it mentioned the, basically, kind of the link between talking about growing fat and actually, when we read the book, I thought about that to myself. It, like, kind of clicked in my head that Oryx was talking about, you know, it tastes sweet like fat, and then, like, because, you know, Callis is always talking about getting fat with drink, Like, that's his thing. And so... I guess the gist is, you know, are these two linked? Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think that they, this could be a tie to them working for the same greater purpose? Uh, because Callus has said specifically that he doesn't necessarily want to be the final shape, but his goal is to be there at the end to see the final shape, and Oryx wanted to be the final shape. So I think that they have a tie.
1: I think that they are referring to the same thing. But I don't think that the deep and what Callus saw are the same thing. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's still so much we don't know about Callus. You know, we have readings about his crew saying they've never seen, like, Callus again. Like, for all we know, the only thing that ever appears are his robots or uh, the, his original form is kind of gone. You know, we've only heard Callus as a voice. And we've seen him as a robot. So we don't really even know what Callus is. We know Callus is now a hive god, right? I'm just kidding. That's more theory. Um, but yeah, I think that they are both sided. See, if you're going to call the deep and the darkness kind of like that side, I think that they are both looking to gain power from the same location. Uh, as far as did Callus convene with the deep in the same way Oryx did, I don't know about that. But I think he just maybe got a, a glimpse of what that true, um, that final shape, a little glimpse of what that was, and he just wants to be there to see the end. Um, and he is trying to build us up as kind of his shadow. And Chronicon kind of confirms uh, that. He talks in that book about how he's using us to basically just do his bidding um, throughout. So we definitely are kind of servants of Callus as currently things go, um, whether or not we continue or we say, forget you, Callus, we guardians make our own fate. That'll be interesting to see. But Callus thinks of us as his servant, and I think he is definitely trying to gain power from the darkness to some degree.
1: I, I somewhat disagree with you. Uh, we aren't agents of Callus. Whenever he's needed us, we've been there, but he, like if he told us to jump, we wouldn't ask how high, you know? Um,
0: no, I do agree we, with that. A lot know. of that
1: will we'll, we will see when it comes to the Chronicon in October.
0: Yeah, My thing is just, you can say that you are not a follower of somebody because you don't side with them, but if you're enacting everything that they... If you're helping to further their goals, in some degree, you guys are partners toward the same thing. Does that make sense? So, you know, if Callis yeah. if said, join me in serving the darkness, you know, we're not going to do that because that's, that's what we've learned from Shin. That's what happened to Dredge and Yor. That's what we're trying to stay away from. But at the same time, he's like, hey, come in here and clear out my house. Hey, you know, I have all these Arkborn souls. Just kind of like dunk those and you got a bunch of these poor dead people, their souls uh, here that you're yeah. kind of, you know what I'm saying? We've done some pretty crazy things. Uh, In the menagerie. So I kind of feel like while our goals are still... Well, not even our goals are aligned. While he is promising us loot and opulence, we're kind of... We're riding the same highway. So that's more of what I mean. I don't think we would consider ourselves agents of Callus, but I think our actions say that we are at least siding with him in some degree.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there.
0: Yeah. But no, I think eventually we are going to take Callus out. Just don't know when. I think he's definitely a fun little little character that we're gonna keep around for a while in Destiny. Um, that's all I really have on that. I've already kind of so don't know where I'm going mind. with
1: it. So I don't. I don't know.
0: Sounds good. Um, I don't know if we covered that covered it all, but that's as much as my brain can process right now. A little sleepy.
2: Gone down the rabbit hole. I have
0: indeed. It's been a little bit of a long day. So. Um, hopefully that kind of gets into your speculation if you have some more discussion on it guys feel free send us emails that if you don't want them to be read that you just want to discuss just send us an email and say hey want to discuss you know a little bit more between this and we can email back and forth or heck you know we could join up on discord and just converse with us so anyone who wants to theorize in a little bit more in depth on some of the books of sorrow or just what's going on with the story let us know and we'll we can set that up we're Free to, to discuss lore while we're playing most evenings. Yep. And I think that's it for the emails. There's one or two more tweets. We've got... At Trigger underscore Blade X, also known as Dredge and Vice. Uh, just more of a kind of a, a, a mention. It's just said that in episode 34, you mentioned that Sabathun was experimenting with black holes. She didn't test it with her own worm, but with a few nights to see if that could slow the worm's hunger. Course, it didn't work, resulting in the night's worms eating them. And so, yes, she did not actually do that on her own worm. Um, Elemist actually had some information about that, but the thought stands.
1: Yeah. Uh, it wasn't specifically night's. It was just ascendant hive, and it was just kind of a, like a blanket statement. Um, so we, like, we don't know if it was an actual Ascendant Knight, or if there could be an Ascendant Thrall, you know? I mean, granted they're... (laughs) Right.
0: The nature of the description of Thrall. Looking at the
1: hierarchy, it wouldn't be a Thrall, but, like, you get the point that, like, we have no actual clue.
0: Yeah, The the, the clarification was good. I think we did. I did mention, I might have said that she was experimenting on her worm. She was experimenting with feeding worms, not necessarily her own. Um, but I think the bigger thing was the fact that this information comes from truth to power.
1: Yeah, which, at this point, we don't know if we can trust it or not because of the source.
0: Yeah, so which, we know from Books of Sorrow that yeah. Sabathun was, claims to have gone into a black hole, and then she claimed that she did some experiments with her whole murder battery kind of thing. Um But both of those are hive texts. So what she really has done and what power she really has, we don't really know. But uh, thank you for that clarification so that we can make sure we're not given any wrong information. Uh, And I think that covers lore-based tweets. And now, Mrs. Hyven, I'll hand the reins back over to you.
2: Hot dog. So, last week we mentioned our favorite memories in D1 and or D2 based on a listener question from Michael Iverson. In response, we asked not only Michael, but you guys for maybe some of your memories. So I'm just going to share a couple. First one being from Michael. Um, I found this one quite amusing, actually. Uh, It said, he says, well, this isn't in-game, but before Destiny even came out, I was convincing my night shift supervisor to get it because it was Bungie's new title. Well, about 20 minutes later, me and him ditched to go to the early late-night release mid-work, picked it up, and went back to work like nothing. So, I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, he was just a Destiny supporter from day one because he's a Bungie (sighs) supporter and that he convinced his night shift supervisor to go during work and get it
1: <laughs> right like i think that's the cool thing there is that yep. him and the supervisor both went to go pick it up yep during all work right. hours
2: Let's. yo see that's how you M- know
0: you work at a good company right there those are those are <laughs> true friends
2: right that's how you know yeah all right then we got a tweet from joey joey Controller. Uh, his favorite memory was the first time running through the gondola and the wrath of the machine and pushing off my fire team on purpose because it was a hassle to chase it. LOL.
0: Yeah, there's half of raids are killing your friends.
1: Let's be real.
2: Right. I feel like there was just like such a like camaraderie moment in that tweet. (laughs) Oh,
1: like Tyven is absolutely right. Half the fun of. ...of raids is seeing how you can kill your friends.
0: Yeah. I mean, unless you're someone who LFG's for all your raids, um, I think you miss a lot because it's just stressful and trying to make sure everyone is <laughs> doing their job or everyone's cool. I have found some great LFG's, but I've usually never gone in there where nobody knows anyone. So I think there's always somebody who's in there killing their friends or taking their unexpected victim of a of a friend through a raid... Oh, so many times we used when we did our clan raids, we'd always make somebody punch the explosives. Uh oh yeah. So oh much,
2: my god. Inspired. Yeah. I think you guys made me do that the first time just playing. You were like, hey, come over here and shoot this or hey, come yeah, over here inspired. and punch this. we I always just blew up people. and I was like, What the just happened?
1: Or or in D one sure you
2: and Star convinced me to do that.
1: Or in D one when the Taken King came out and we were in that one mission to get one of Kade's stashes.
0: So I was thinking, the first time we saw the Taken failings. Oh, those stupid <laughs> oh, failings! Yeah.
1: Is, oh my god! Oh
0: yeah! Oh yeah! Good, good to memory, good memory, man. Hole. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Our whole episode's just. Right? Whew, we'll get into the topic at hand, guys. We apologize. You can skip through this if you don't want it.
2: Great. <laughs> right, hit that skip button. Um, all right, and last but not least my twitter bff Oregon. Uh, her memory is first time i cleared vaults of glass we were exhausted it was like nine hours long and we were so freaking happy that we did it again the week after so yeah that I just my, I me mean,
0: i was just explaining to some some uh, people at work about I, I don't even remember what this was but just i think we were either doing a raid or like it was, a, it was comp. It was it was something in Destiny where we had spent hours and hours and hours. And at like 3 in the morning, we succeeded. And I was so happy. Threw my hands back, screamed, yes! And flipped my chair completely over. And then just laid there looking around, making sure I hadn't woke anyone up. And then now, got the back up and kept celebrating. Is,
2: <laughs> I'm pretty sure because of the timeline uh, when you're saying this, you're saying this was pre-marriage. But I'm oh, this almost is here. certain.
0: This was here. Okay.
2: I was about to because 'cause I'm almost certain we did that victory. you did that here as well. Okay, I just wanted to know if this happened once or twice.
0: I flipped my game. I remember that. Times, but you were I remember asleep, that.
2: But... No, 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 no. I had not fallen asleep yet. I remember that. <laughs> I remember thinking, he just died in there. I'm a widow now.
1: <laughs> and this is before you do me.
2: Huh? Yeah, no, it was. That was, like, early in marriage. I was like, well, at least I'm still young enough to find someone else. Just kidding. I'm not even that old now, but who am I going to find? I'm weird. I'm Don't just like, like me. <laughs> right? Someone today, I did something weird, and they looked at Hyvan and were like, how did you get involved with her? No, the best,
0: the best <laughs> part about it was, like, one of my, like, best friend's, like, 12-year-old nephew. <laughs> yeah. How did, did you well find know? her?
3: I was like, you know,
0: I was
1: bored. She was free. I threw out and cookies. Like, she she came to him.
2: The worst part was, was like, he really thought we were serious because I was like, yeah, that's why we got married. We were just, it was just, you know, why not?
0: Um, uh, teaching poor children how marriage <laughs> is not supposed to work.
2: Right.
0: But anyway, I think. Right. It's time to... Any more memories? Is that it?
2: That's all i got on my phone so anyone else yeah. that i may have missed my bad just I yell at me on possible. twitter
0: i think that covers question corner and listener q a
2: pretty A. we've done a lot up. here tonight you guys so let's just it,
1: it's been a very active week
2: it has yeah. i'm tired
1: <laughs> and we've still what? got the episode to record
0: right let's get into our field let's talk about poor cade the last stuff we get before he died
2: Or it's not for our homie, Cade. Alright, you guys. Brief intro into the topic. Because the rest of this has been so brief as well. Brief intro into the topic. This is a long letter, or journal, written by Cade Six. We're going to be covering it in two parts. We're going to have six injuries for this part, seven for the next part. I don't know if that was just for my edification in the show notes, but I'm going to let you guys know. Alright, and this was in Obtained by opening Cade's stashes. Easiest way to find these is to do the Ace and the Whole mission because those chests have 100% drop rates. So if you haven't done that by now, go do it.
0: You can't get all of them with just one run, but since you have multiple characters and they're account based, and actually, I think it comes up as the daily occasionally. Yeah, um, I think it you comes come up, up as, as, as the daily. daily
2: occasionally.
1: It comes up as the daily, but you have to have done the mission cool. to begin with.
0: Yeah, so that's what we mean by if you run it multiple times, you can end up getting all of these entries.
2: And last but not least, all of the entries are named after poker terms.
1: All right. I'll be covering the first entry. Deal. All joking aside, maybe I've made mistakes. Maybe some more recently than others? Hard to believe, I know. But maybe it's true. Maybe. Here's the thing about mistakes. You learn from them. Again, this is assuming the theoretical concept of me having made some mistakes is true. So, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm doing. Trying to learn from these very hypothetical slip-ups. Turning inward, they call it. They being Gikora. Eris calls it something different. Eris calls a lot of things something different. I miss that girl. But here I am, stalling, buying time. This ain't easy for me. Thought it would be. Easy, I mean. Or at least easier than this. Thought a lot of things would be easier. Hell, thought a lot of things about a lot of things. But maybe that's what makes me the person I am. Makes any of us part of humanity. All our big thoughts and big plans. Hopes and dreams and all that squishy nonsense. Okay, fine, look. If I'm playing at honesty, and I think that's what I'm doing here, maybe those hopes and dreams are all that really matter. Just not losing sight of them is the hard part. Life is full of those little distractions that fudge the edges. Make those hopes and dreams a little blurrier. That's the power of maybes, I suppose. The temptation of playing both ends against the middle. Maybes provide wiggle room. And I like my edges fudgy. And I loves me some wiggle room. But I'm going to stay true to this whole rambling, dear diary, how-do-you-do business. Guess what I'm saying is... Guess what I'm saying is, I'm sick of maybes, and if I'm a straight shooter, and I'm nothing if not, then I gotta shoot straight, even when there ain't a gun in my hand. So let's, let's keep this between me and you, okay? Here's the deal. My name is Kate Six, and this is my story.
2: Dun, dun, dun!
0: Alright, so, the name is in the card. This is the deal. He is explaining what these entries have to do for us. Um, of course, Cade is very jokey. But the, this book is where we actually get Cade probably about as serious as we'll see him. Um, and he talks about how he is... This is hard for him, but his goal is to try to tell, tell things as they are. Um, it's kind of just like uh, when um, Shin... Starts out telling his story about Palamon and says, you know, the facts might not all sync up, but this is true from my perspective, Uh, and it's like that same way. I feel like Cade's saying, you know, everything might not be exact, but you know what? Life's got a little wiggle room, Um, and this is him shooting as straight as he can, and he's going to do his best at that. Mrs. Hyven?
2: What I was going to talk about was the writing on the card. I... I love how they are able to voice these characters so well in writing. You know, this is we so... Do- we just went through Books of Sorrow, which was all, like, weird, messy, deep, like, mind-boggling, craziness, culty stuff. And, and now here we are dealing with this light-hearted character who we know to speak like this. I think if they were to write him any differently it would be weird. Um, so it just, it just shows how well, like, Bungie can really set the mood and the tone in their writing properly per character. Like, the release
0: story. of this book is, like, perfect timing. Like, Cade, if, you know, if they, we had got this before Cade was established, we wouldn't get the same feeling that we do.
2: Yeah, so it's, it's, it's great. Um, Elmas, what did you get from it?
1: Reading it the way I did. Like, I felt, like, I, 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 I played D1. And Cade was always my favorite of the Vanguard, even though I'm a Titan. But like, I felt myself get a little closer to the character. You know, I, I felt a connection to the character after reading that.
0: Yeah, yeah. As we said, all joking aside, this card honestly does like it. Kind of like hits me. This is a serious card. I do feel this one. Um,
2: it made me sad. And it is like, gonna it's get not, sad. Like.
0: Because about I feel
2: calling. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't
0: already know. But yeah. He. Yeah. We, that's what I love about this. Because it's. K to his truest. Still joking. But. K even gets serious in this. And there's just something about hearing him talk about his life. And. Him being unsure. And what he hoped. And. His hopes and dreams. It's just. Uh, it's definitely. It, it, it hits hard. So. Um, yeah. This is just set up him letting us know that he's going to try to shoot straight with us and tell us kind of what he knows of his past. He's leaving this journal for himself, and as we'll see why, and for others who might read it and want to know more about him. Any other thoughts? Should I move on to the next entry?
2: I think you're good to go right in.
0: All right.
1: Good on my end.
0: Next entry is Call. Now, to be clear, yeah, the plan is to tell it like it is. But don't expect every little detail to play out. I'm going to hit the important stuff, sure. What I'm really after here is a sense of... A sense of me. Because once you understand me, you just might understand where I'm coming from. Why I do the things I do, and why I've done the things I've done. So read between the lines if you have to, but end of the day, everything that matters should be read readily apparent. If not... You're not paying attention. So here goes. Us exos are haunted. Sounds ominous. I know. And maybe a bit of a stretch. But really, it's the best word. Kind of stretches the stage in a way the raw facts don't. See, guardians have all got past lives. But unless you returned with any definitive info on your person or in proximity, I'm looking at you, Bray. That past life, or lives, was, or were, wiped clean, gone. Reborn in the light and all. You become what you become. Exos, though? We've got ghosts in our machines. Not capital G, open doors and no things ghosts. I mean, like fragments of, I don't know, pieces of something that could be memory. Whatever it is, it's enough to give us a starting point. So maybe, possibly, imagine who we were before we became who we are. And then there's the dreams. But I ain't touching that with a 10-foot arc staff. Me, I'm one of the lucky few. The fudgy flashes of that old exo-life weren't all I had to go on. See, the me that was in my life before my trusty capital G ghost found me kept journals. Like mementos. Fragments of my prior life that give me a baseline of who I was. The journals are personal, and I keep personal close to the chest. I've shared a few pages, sure, but only with right-minded types who could find a little value in seeing the man behind the myth. Yeah, myth. I said it. Who are we kidding? You've heard of me. Who hasn't? Point is, I don't make a show of personal business. First because it's my fuel to burn. Second, because Big Blue ain't a big fan of his guardians poking around what they used to be. Something about duty, rules, not losing sight of why we were chosen. But more than any of that, most of us chosen ones don't have the luxury of a past. So rubbing it in doesn't seem right. Look, all I know is, when I rejoined the land of the living, the pre-light version of me was kind enough to lend a guiding hand. I took that hand, gave it a high five, and followed his example the best I could. All this time later, I may not know my true purpose, I leave the big ticket existential questions to the warlocks, but I know this, my calling is to do good. Maybe not always to be good, you know, but do good, there's a difference. And if I don't always go about it in a manner that fits the tech definitions of hero or team player, I'm looking at you, Big Blue. Just know, I might dance to my own tune, but we're all at the same hoedown. Or something like that.
2: This is precious. The fact that we're all at the same hoedown is just hysterical. Um, No, I mean... Sorry. <laughs> I just, I enjoyed this. Um, it's funny because when he said exos are haunted, I was like, oh, geez!" like, cause he's so right, is, like, I didn't so necessarily feel like that was the right word, but then as he explained and kind of said, like, you know, the ghosts, the little g's, and everything that they have in them, like, I, I understood what he meant then, um, yeah. and I can totally see why that is a fitting word for it. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> got a little distracted. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I appreciated that. I also appreciated him um, further kind of going into, um, I guess, discussing why he doesn't kind of just blurt out to everyone, you know, everything he knows about who he was for many reasons. A, they're personal, and B, like, why do that to everyone? Because not everyone else has that. Um, it was kind of like a compassionate character trait of Cade there what do you got there Hyven
0: Uh, I just wanted to make a little point that um, this reference to Exos being haunted and having ghosts in the machine that's kind of a play on some information we actually already got from D1 um, where he says that part where uh, don't let me don't," and then there's the dreams but I ain't touching that with a 10 foot arc staff which I love right there but that is in reference to something we've actually already discussed, and that's a little bit of what EXOs go through, um, possibly in their reset. That is something we've gotten a lot of Grimar cards about in the past, um, and we can save that for. I think we need a full-on EXO episode at some point. Uh, but that's what I kind of want to refer to. That's why also why he doesn't go into it too deep. Uh, just as a heads up, you should, if you want to know what he's talking about, find those EXO cards we'll do an episode on it eventually what you got honest uh,
1: yeah like we will definitely touch on that eventually um the part that i i really i'm really stuck on and mrs hyven touched on it before it's the past lives bit you know for him it's it's more of like well you know yeah it's against the rules but whatever, I do my own thing. But then he focuses on, but not everybody has that past. So why go showing it off? Like, that is that is pure Cade. His whole point was the people.
0: And it shows people joke about, you know, Hunter Vanguard's not very uh, leadership-y kind of thing. But Cade took his job serious in his own way. He Um, did and, and we kind of see that through this. This is as real as we've gotten Kate, but he was a great hunter, Vanguard, I think. And uh, this is kind of why, because he was there as a symbol for the people, as your buddy, your friend, your teacher. Um, but he definitely had his inner demons, more so because he was an Exo, and that's kind of what he discusses. Uh, just, And so I guess like a quick overview, if you don't understand, Exo's... Oh, he is K 6 which means he has been reset multiple times. Uh, Exos somehow, basically, are backed up. They go somewhere to the Deep Deep Stone Crypt, and they have resets. It's in order for their... I think we discussed this a little bit. Didn't we talk about...
1: Yes. Essentially, it's like reformatting a hard drive.
0: Yeah, defrag.
1: Yeah, but like it doesn't completely reformat all the hard drive. There's little bits and pieces that can be picked out. um, And those typically are the actual memories (coughs) the XOs have of their previous lives.
0: Yeah. And so like a good example of that is Banshee. Banshee will just be ranting. And next thing you know, he will either forget what he was talking about, or he'll start talking about something that sounds like who knows when it happened in his past. And that's because you know he's Banshee, what, 99? He's been reset so 44. many times. Yeah, I don't know why I said 99. Banshee, 44. So he's been re- reset a whole lot of times, and he's got a lot in there. So
1: You were thinking of Benedict, ninety nine forty.
0: Yes, there you go. Thank you. I don't know where I was about to say. I was like,
1: where did I get 99 from? But that's a frame, not an exo.
0: Yeah, not the same thing, also, guys. Not the same thing. But yeah, so that's although, what Kate Although I'm pretty into.
1: sure it's Bray Tech.
0: Yeah, I think Bray they started Bray. with frames, and then they realized they could uh, soup them up and put some people in there. Yeah. Alright, Uh, but yeah. So we're going to go into the fact that his pre-Guardian self, as we've mm-hmm. talked about what carries over for Guardians, we talked about this a long time ago when we got into this book, Exos get a little bit more carried over. And for him... His past self also left journal entries. So he's got fragmented memories and journal entries to tell himself who he was.
2: Yeah, so I will be going ahead with the reading of First Steak. Made a deal with myself long ago. If people needed help and I could do the helping, I would. So I do. Yeah, when that help returns a bit of loot or goodwill my way, all the better but there's never been a cash I robbed or a stash I hid that didn't offer something to those in need. Not many people know that. Fine by me, I don't like to brag. True, I never wanted the vanguard's life, but that's not because I didn't see its value. Just that its value fit others better than me. Besides, few can do what I do. Hell, few would even try. I mean, come on, it's me. The places I've been, the trouble I've seen, caused, whatever. was a time Shiro, Andal, the crew and me would do more good doing bad than the mightiest titan ever dreamed. The trails were blazed, the supplies were recovered, pilfered, filched, scammed, stole, found, uncovered, looted. We weren't the only ones, but the world outside the city got a whole lot bigger thanks to us. Yeah, sure, I don't get out as much, but I'm fixing to change that. Zavala won't like it, never does. Akora will try to convince me otherwise, always does. But we've seen how precious our light is, how fleeting. Gotta use it while we got it. Do good, be good, push the limits, take back what's ours. And that was my first bet. All in, day one. I bet on myself. I saw the edge of those dark ages. You've heard the stories. If not, look them up. Scary stuff real eye-opener. I've seen the city grow and fall, and grow again, stronger. I've seen the best of us and the worst. And I'll fight to ensure we stick, stick around long enough to see that best turn to better and that worst fade to memory. So yeah, I'm a loud mouth and a braggart and I'm quick with a blade and fast on the draw. And if you need it found, fought, killed, saved, or stashed for safekeeping, if you can do it better. But in the end, I'm only good because he was good. I like to think I learned that from myself, that the notes left by the me that was before me set the stage. That five figured back in those dark days that six might not turn out all that nice and end up a seven. So that former me, wrote me a road map to the version of him or me that would be a better man. So whatever hand I was dealt, when the bet was placed and it was time to call, no matter what, I had an ace and a queen up my sleeve, meaning I couldn't lose, meaning the better man would always win.
1: A few points I want to make here. First off, I died when Mrs. Hyven read, Hell, few would even try. I mean, come on. It's me. I was like... I tried
2: to, like... I looked up at the camera. Oh, my God. Because that was totally me. That's like... Yes,
1: oh, exactly. It's me. Uh, oh, yeah.
2: Kate Cade so, and me are cut from the same cloth. Cade and I. <laughs> Sorry, I don't talk like Cade. I actually know proper grammar. Cade and I.
0: You take that back right now. You don't shame Cade on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the only shaming that's going on is... Never mind.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, the second thing I wanted to point out: the way he talks about his himself, like he refers to his past lives as actual disassociated people. Yeah, I mean, for him, they it's...
2: are. They what? lived their own lives, had their right. own thoughts. You know, to the point where he understood that a new version of himself could honestly be completely different yeah. in the sense that it could have a whole different characteristics. It could be a bad person.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what happens right. with Exos. They are basically... There's the potential to be completely different every time because they're completely wiped and starting fresh. A brand new life each reset.
2: You know, it makes exactly. me think about like a parent who knows they're going to die before their kid grows old enough for them to teach them anything. So they leave them... Notes or videos to try and instill good characters and morals in them,
1: right? Um, and then the second or the third thing I wanted to point out he brings up ace and his queen. Um, so whatever hand I was dealt when the bet was placed and it was time to call, no matter what, I had an ace and a queen up my sleeve. Um, diving into d1 lore. Whenever he brought up Ace, it was always talking about, like, his son.
0: And we'll go into that as we continue on. Yeah. He talks about these characters.
1: And, I mean, when he brings up, you know, the queen.
0: That was for a girl, I knew.
1: <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <sighs> so good.
0: I'm trying and to remember the quote now. He mentions how each suit was for a different brand of uh, weapon. Amalan Soros, he said, and he says, uh, queen. Yeah, that was for a girl I knew. Yeah, we have to look up the actual yeah. quote. We'll throw it in there at the end. Uh, I just wanted to comment on, since I've kind of been mentioning kind of what's going on with each book, you know, we had deal, we had the call, you know, they had their first call, which is what he said. And now he's, this is his first stake. He's making his bet. And this is where he says he went all in day one. He bet on himself. So, And for more explanation on kind of the poker terms, I'm pretty sure Focus Fire Chat went into each of those in depth and how they kind of relate to this. So um, go back and hit up their episode so you can kind of get some of that deeper dive into some of the the real-life terms and how they kind of relate. Um, You want to move on? You are the next reader Alanist.
1: Yep. And I will be covering Fold. Ever heard of Brask? You should have. One of the old heroes. Before Black Gardens and Hive Gods and that cabal-shaped mess we just cleared up. Yeah, he was... Something. Hunter, part of the Vanguard before yours truly. More importantly, he was my friend. A brother, even. Andal and I used to run with one heck of a crew. This was before he got himself roped into fire-teaming up with the top brass. Oh, we were legendary. Ran scouting parties looking for survivors to lead back city-side. Mapped lost sites where old tech or supplies might still be worth the salvage. Hunted plenty of fallen. Never an easy task, especially in the early days. And by early days, I mean my early days. A lot of guardians been around longer than me. But even in my newborn new life, the city had a lot of growing up to do. And us, Guardians, had a hell of a lot to learn. Trouble is, we only ever seem to learn the hard way. The Red War. That time Crota woke up cranky and slapped around more Guardians than I could count. Twilight Gap. And all the bad that happened before my time. The Iron Lords and their tussle with SIVA. Six fronts. And those are just the headline grabbers. So many lessons learned. So many lives lost. But in truth, I've always felt it's the day-to-day struggles where we learn the most about the world. About ourselves. Being inside the city walls, sure, we're reminded of what we're fighting for. But outside the walls? It puts a face to all we've lost. Puts a reality to how far we've fallen. Abandoned roads. Crumbling cities. Rust and ruin. Ruin and rust. But if the city gives us reason to fight for the now, those old, dead places always gives me hope for tomorrow. Rusted, broken skeletons or not. If you squint, you can see all we were and all we can be. That's why when Andal left the road and joined the Vanguard, me and the crew hoped he'd get the others, Osiris, Zavala, even the Speaker, to see what we saw. The city was a refuge, yeah, but if we hid too long, let all we'd lost get picked apart by pirates and warmongers, we'd lose our humanity, just like we lost Andal.
0: All right, so with Fold, Kate acknowledges how he's not the oldest guardian, but he discusses some of the things the city has gone through, some of the things that they've survived. Um, and then he refers to a little bit more about Andal and how when Andal became part of the Vanguard with, at the time, Osiris and Zavala, they, you know, they kind of hoped that he would help the Vanguard see their side, you know, the hunters who were out there in the fray bringing people into the city, that if they hid too long, you know, they'd kind of lose themselves. And that's when he kind of gets into his feels a little bit, talking about how they lost Andal. Uh, Mrs. Hyvin, you wanted to comment on something?
2: Yeah, actually, it has to do with that. So, um, sorry. When he says they lost Andal, is he talking about like? I'm assuming now from what you just said, he's talking about the context of like.
0: Return to light. He's he died.
2: Oh, oh, you are talking about him actually dying. Okay, I thought I thought I thought you meant like as in the sense of like he um. They lost lost him to the vanguard. Yeah.
0: No, he is referring to, unfortunately, uh, Andal, the only reason Cade is the mentor, because him and Andal made a bet, and when Andal died, uh, Cade had to follow through and become the Vanguard. So he was his crew. He was one of his best friends. He, at some point, kind of became his mentor, and uh, ultimately, you know, he was his predecessor.
2: Makes sense. Okay. Nope, I just needed that clarification. I didn't know, because obviously I knew Andal was no longer with us, because that's why Cade was in the Vanguard. But I didn't know if uh, he was talking about and losing him in the sense of, you know, losing him to the Vanguard.
0: And, you know, it's kind of funny, because he does actually, um, the next I think it actually might even be the next card. He goes into a little bit about how, you know, one of those things where one of your best buddies gets, like, some type of authority, and you think they're going to go in there, and, you know tell everyone how everything needs to change and the next thing you know your buddy's kind of like siding with the authority figures is you know is that what you were kind of thinking right you know they lost yeah. it, so that mindset yeah, exactly. he does go into a little bit about how he like how that happens a little bit with andal and how he didn't understand until he was actually in the position but that's further on
2: gotcha all right that's my only question or comment here that's
0: a, that's a good question uh, the only thing I wanted to comment on is just this, if it, if it already kind of mentioned it before, but this does kind of clarify that this is, like, he's writing these things fairly current before his death. You know, he's talking about the cabal-shaped mess we just cleaned up. He's yep. been referring to, like, the Red War. So these are, these are current books. This is the current Cade 6 looking back on his past. Um, well, these think- are not his previous journal entries. We got a little bit of a taste of that in uh, the, his, oh, my goodness, Treasure Island, the book that he wrote in the margins of in D1. Yeah.
2: Now, do you think that their concept of, you know, basically, we stay here too long brought the cabal to the city? I mean, that's...
0: Not the cabal, because we kind of know that the Nine were involved with the cabal.
2: That's true, you're right.
0: His philosophy is that if you stay in and bunker down, you're, you know, eventually you're giving time. You know, for, for them
2: to like find your weakness, basically.
0: Yeah, but also he's focusing on more of we lose our humanity. It always turns into a it it turns into refuge. They're all refugees forever. You know, yeah, preparing for a war. You know, it's all about the guardians and the warriors, and you kind of lose just a little bit of that 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 life that Cade would bring. You know, the cards about him, the kickball cards. <laughs> you know what I'm talking oh my about? God, Where he sets yes. up this. When he set Shaq's up to like Cade had dodge a lot ball. of a deal dodgeball. Yeah, Cade had a lot of dealings with some of just the people in the city. He always tried to, um, not to be too noble, not to be too high and mighty. Uh, and I but think, but no, I can definitely what see what to. you
2: mean. Like, there's a there's a mindset that can really mess with you in yeah, having to kind of live before. like a refugee in a refugee camp basically mm-hmm. forever the uh, city is. on the edge of you know, potential war, it can really, yeah, it can really affect someone. I'm sure. So I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even understand it in that sense. Um, Elmas, what you got on this?
1: Now, see, I'm wondering if that's part of why his personality is the way it is. I mean, which
0: aspect of his personality,
2: right? He's got a lot of personality. What are you talking about
0: right now? No, I do agree, but I was just curious, which one has a
1: lot of personality. Um, (laughs) But, like, he is serious. And, like, all the time he is serious about what he's doing. <clears throat> but he brings his own comical twist to it to keep everybody from just being way too far out there. Yeah, they it's always like say to the people, you, are, you know, the person making everyone
2: laugh is always the one who's, like, hurting the most on the inside.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep, yep, exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, and that's why we have a comedy podcast. Sometimes, all right, go <laughs> <laughs> I think we all kind of were just like, yeah,
3: I, I we're
2: all really like that. Hit a little too, too much.
1: close. Yeah, I, re- kids, my... <laughs> my buddy. And all FYI, right. I found the quote. So at <laughs> the end.
0: All right. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, here we go with flop. I play nice with the Vanguard now, but it wasn't always that way. Not that we were enemies. We just tended to see things through a different lens. But Andal, playing nice was his forte. He was always more. I think diplomatic is the word. Our big play back in the day was, get the Vanguard to loosen their leash, let us explore, let us lead a new era of expansion and the riches of the system would be ours. Ours, as in everybody's, of course. So, we'd get our cut. In hindsight, we were way too ambitious. Didn't see it in that light at the time, but, then again, never do. When Andel joined the Vanguard, he was our inside man. It was a sweet deal. He would drop intel on new stashes or fallen movements and Shiro and I would jump the gun, get him first, claim what we could, deliver the rest to the city. Maybe we skimmed a little off the top. Nothing excessive. Just a finder's fee. Probably shouldn't be putting all this out there for anyone to judge. What's the statute of limitations on misspent youth? Whatever. Long time ago. But it speaks to what I'm getting at. I always tried to do right even if I occasionally got sidetracked. Handel joining the Vanguard was a gift in some ways, a bummer in others. More importantly, he'd made a deal, given his word to me and to himself, when he took the dare. I won, he lost. So he left the road, joined the bigwigs up in the Vanguard, and he reminded me of a lesson I've always known, but ever now and then would forget. You give your word, you keep it. But the longer Andal was up in that tower, caged, my word, never his. The more he saw things, the Vanguard way. Looking back, he was only ever doing the right thing. Seeing him change and, in truth, grow as a guardian and as a person. I've never admitted this, but I thought less of him. My best friend, my closest ally. All because he'd stuck to his word. Accepted the dare. And even when he came up on the bad end, he never wavered from doing exactly what he said he'd do. Join the damn vanguard. Leave me and Shiro to have all the fun. I thought he was a sucker. Turns out, the only sucker was me.
2: This one, I don't know, makes me a little sad. Makes me feel like he's, you know... He's sharing so many thoughts he didn't share with his friend, and I think maybe some some regrets from not sharing those thoughts. It's very sad too, because I feel like I don't know the way.
0: These are the things that were left unsaid. This is why he's getting it out now, though, you know.
2: Yeah, but I guess it's weird though, because the way like all of this like sounds and it's written, like to me, it sounds like Cade like knew he was gonna die, but I know yes, he didn't. You know, well, but I mean, remember- is it just because I'm reading it from the bias of the perspective of knowing the after of Cade dying? So I just, my brain, my brain is struggling. Elements, what, what do yeah, you think? Why don't you
1: let Elements start? Well, and, and so this is written after Andal is gone, <clears throat> but he's talking about how he felt back then. So, like, th- there is going to be a little bit of, of hindsight, you know, emotionally.
2: It just um, kind of, like, reminds me of, like, the regrets that people talk about, like, at someone's funeral.
1: Exactly. And, and that's exactly it. You know, he set Andal up uh, with the Vanguard Dare. And, you know, in the moment... Kate is like, well, at least it's not me. But looking back on it, he's like, things should have played out differently. Yeah,
0: and so I want to make two points about that whole thing. Number one, it's not that it's necessarily he knew he was going to die, um, but remember who this card was written to. It's not to us. It's written to his future self in case he gets a reset. Remember, he's talking about what he learned from his past selves (laughs) he's preparing himself for his future self so it is kind of that funeral like talking where this cade when this cade's gone and the next cade comes back he wants that cade to know the past how he felt about Andal the things that were left unsaid does that make sense does that kind of clear up maybe a little bit more while it gets that feel
2: Clarifies that tone that, a lot. The, that was yeah. definitely throwing me.
0: Yeah, because as the reader, you know, we're assuming we're supposed to read this. You know, we got this because Kate died, but in reality, he wasn't writing this for us. He was yeah. writing this for, well, he but says that he makes just wanted, sense but Kate said. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. That definitely explains the tone a lot. Yeah.
0: And then I just wanted to comment on just kind of the feel. This is what I mentioned before. You know, he talks about when it started, it was a sweet deal. Andal was still like their buddy. In the vanguard, he was able to tell them some inside information so they could jump on it, save the day, bring all the loot back to the city, you know, skim a little bit off for themselves. They were always doing good. Um, but then their friend, they realized that he was getting what is he said, he was seeing things the vanguard way, and they thought of him as caged. And even, they saw, even though Kate acknowledged that he was growing as a person and a guardian, you know, it says that he thought less of him because he stuck to his word and now he realizes that he was the sucker that sticking to your word is the right thing to do but at the time he didn't understand that and it makes me think of if you ever had a you have a friend maybe when um your one of your childhood friends you know goes off and moves away you know maybe gets married has a kid and you're still like single and having fun and you think they're caged down and all that kind of stuff or you know maybe your your friend moves out moves away and gets a nice fancy job and you're still kind of like Having fun and partying, you know. I think everyone's had that experience where a good friend kind of makes a different decision in it's their like life. Like when
2: that first person makes the first, like, big next step.
0: Yeah, and you always look at them like, "Oh, what a sucker! Oh, you left us. You left all the fun, this and that." And then oh, you know, yeah. once people you people definitely
2: looked at me yeah, like that when I got married at you... twenty-one.
0: <laughs> once you grow up and you realize, you know, man, as as he said, "Damn, I'm the sucker." Like that is just. That's just kind of how life works. And this is exactly what he's, he's talking about. How many of us would, would love to be able to tell our future self in the same way, like to have this opportunity, like where an exo, you literally get a reset of life and you get to live off of your past experiences. Like it'd be great. And that's kind of what he's doing here. Um, but the biggest thing to keep in mind for this is the dare that we're going to discuss and how Andal always kept his word. And that is going to become very important for Cade. Any other thoughts?
2: I'd like to I'm point good on out my that end. I was right, all of those people thought I shouldn't <laughs> get married at twenty one straight from Cade's mouth. You're the sucker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although I get to just party with my best friend. No children, so. <laughs> oh yeah, no people who have children, preference.
2: they're definitely they're the suckers. <laughs> Come on now. They would
0: think we're the suckers, so
2: well. You're yeah, about to buy a second is... monitor and you've already built your PC. We can do that because we don't have kids.
0: <laughs> Pros and cons, right? That's just our view. Exactly. It's really exactly. just what you
2: want to fill your life with. We don't want to fill them with sticky screaming children. But if you want to, more power to you. Someone's got a to Crazy. Program.
1: The grass is always greener. Ultimately. Yeah. Like, everybody lives their life and like they look back at it and they're like, Eh, okay I would have done a few things different but when you start comparing life you know my, like my life like, to another person's when I heard Blue like,
2: talking about like him being okay with anybody in the FFC community like playing with his son and everything I was like that's precious that like they get to share that but at the same time I'm like I'm I'm, I'm okay I don't need that but I think it's great that you have that yeah I think that's adorbs all right moving on we're off topic
0: when last we card. get back into talking about Ace, we can go back to the conversation of children <laughs> and passing on things.
2: Right. <laughs> All right. Last All card right. is titled Raid. Just for tonight. Yeah. Last card for tonight. In case you can't tell, I ain't the best storyteller. I can be. Boy, howdy, can I rip a yarn? Don't believe me? Ask Cece. Don't believe him? Ask the Colonel. Those two have heard things you wouldn't believe. Just that this, what I'm doing here, the whole based on a true story thing. I can feel myself trying to talk around what I want to say. Fill it with the old poop and circumstance. I'm trying though. Fighting my better angels to get what I need to say. And what I need to say starts with Andal. Andal and the dare. My dare. Our dare. Our dare. The hunters dare. It's a stupid thing, but it's an honor thing, and it cost me my friend. I I cost me my friend. But before the dare, we had Tanix. Hell, after the dare, we had Tanix. After my dare, we had Tanix. Always come back to Tanix, don't it? For the uninitiated, Tanix is a fallen mercenary with no house. But the house that pays him. Most fallen won't deal with him. But when a captain. Or an archon. Or a kel needs something done. And their crews ain't cutting it. Or when they want a job done real hush hush. They call Tanix. Back in the day. Me. Shiro. Andal and a few others. Got on radars we'd rather stay off. The fallen houses. Put out bounties. Lot of glimmer on our heads, lot of ether. Tanix took the gig. Only we didn't know. There'd been stories of a renegade fallen, dropping bodies, but nothing ever concrete. So we just brushed them off as more of the same. Nothing we couldn't handle. Even on an off day. I mean, we were all aware the fallen were dangerous. Big time threat. Each day, every day. But a solitary fallen boogeyman, free of house, cutting down guardians one by one. (sighs) Yeah, right. Until, yeah, right, was standing in front of us. First impression, he was a big boy. Bad attitude. Second, he was standing over the body of Rule. Didn't know her well, but we'd done a few runs. That day was supposed to be an in-and-outer. But then, Tannix. Nan never got back up. And Shiro's boy, Lush, lost his ghost. Full-on RTL. Return to light. Gone and done. The whole scene was a blur. Lost our haul and hauled our butts out of there. Still not sure how we lost Tanix and his boys. Just lucky we did. Of course, ditching that troublemaker wasn't the end. Shiro and I got back, filled in on what went down as soon as we found him. This was before his vanguard days. He'd been running a second grab on a cash out west, wasn't back till the next night. We told him about Nian. Lush was freaking out about his ghost. Couldn't blame him. Still can't. Then, we did the dumb thing. We got cocky.
1: She read that perfectly.
2: You yeah. know, fine job channeling
0: your inner Cade.
1: Right. Like, I, I even noticed the, the twinge in, in accent change. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so in that intro paragraph, he refers to Cece. That is actually referring to a character named Cece Lagrange. Um, we've, the only time we've actually seen him referenced or at least that I can remember, uh, is in the Lawless Frontier lore book. And it's always like a translation of fallen text.
0: By uh, CC Lagrange, yeah. We we did that actually in one of our on our second episode. Yeah. Talking about Spider. All the cards talking about Spider, we read through everything talking about CC Lagrange.
1: And then he also mentioned the Colonel. For That's for a real a, important
0: character. For it's anybody real, who
1: yeah. doesn't recognize that? The colonel is the chicken.
0: Yeah, he named his chicken He told
2: us to ask the chicken.
0: Those two have heard things you wouldn't believe.
2: Oh my god, like the chicken yeah. could tell us. Guys, who yeah. takes care of the chicken now?
0: Fun fact, uh, us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hawthorne. Yeah, Hawthorne takes
2: care? Good.
0: Technically, the person who killed Cade was supposed to take his chicken, but you know.
1: But now, okay, let that sink in. Ooh, he names the chicken The Colonel.
0: <laughs> That's hey, a little KFC. maybe fourth wall break kind of thing.
1: <laughs> KFC. K doesn't have
0: KFC, but you know, maybe he knows. He knows.
1: <clears throat> anyway, back to the actual story. Um,
0: this is the first time we see the Darren lore. We'll know what it is. We're yeah. going to get to it. We'll but... see
1: the
2: Darren lore.
1: Well, and like, I, it's been hinted at before, like in D1.
2: Mm-hmm. You've been um, hinted at before.
1: She mentioned, like, she read the whole thing about Tanix not having a house, and all I'm thinking of is that stupid strike intro.
0: Yeah, so that's my favorite thing. I just love when he's like, Tanix was there before the dare, after the dare, after my dare, and then I want to been like, we've killed Tanix multiple times, so yeah, Tanix is a real thorn in the side.
1: Son of a gun. Cockroach. Yeah, he's something like that. And he would still be there. Oh my god. He's definitely a real... Coming back as a nightmare.
2: He's a son uh, of a gun. Yeah. yeah,
0: he could actually. Oh, Tanix again.
1: Tanix doesn't die. Ever.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so we see kind of what... The dare. We've always heard about this dare. And you'll have to wait... T- until next week to get the actual description of what the dare was, but just or know that. you can that read ahead T- if
2: you're, uh, if you're that gung ho about it.
0: I really want to keep going. This is like a oh, it's a great place to stop. I guess though, to get people to come back. I swear we don't plan this, but like every time we have like a break in the cards, it's always like.
2: You might not plan that, but Elemis may have. He, he cuts them in half. I mean, he could have put seven in this episode and six in the other. It still would have been. He chose this one.
0: I don't know. It still would have been, like... Because, uh, oh, like, this is where the story starts getting good. So, tune in, man. But, yeah. So, just know... And so, so actually, going into the card, because I think we've just... Actually, haven't actually even discussed yeah. much. Tanix um, mercenary, known as the Boogeyman. You know, they're taking... They're listening to Fallen Chatter. They got a Fallen Police scanner. Right? Um, okay. And so, that's how they're keeping up. And... So, they didn't even believe, believe that Tanix was like a thing until next thing you know, he basically takes out two guardians. One guardian completely dead, and then Lush loses his ghost. RTL, Return to Light. Is ghost Lush
2: still is- alive?
0: We'll he just see what hide happens.
2: in a corner now.
0: We'll see what happens as we continue on. Ugh.
2: <laughs> um, but we
0: see, yeah. And so they basically book it out of there. They have no idea how they got away, but they did. And then that's when, you know. They lost a guardian. Lush, of course, is freaking out. He's ghostless, um, which means his I'm next death list list is his last. And um, you know? and so, yeah, man. And then, unfortunately, he continues on, though. They did the dumb thing, and they got cocky. So that is where it will continue on. Of course, they think that they can like, finish off Tanix.
2: I like that he says they got cocky. Like, Cade wasn't already cocky.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of that... what he
2: means is cockier.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were a little cocky going into this. It was like, oh yeah, right was standing in front of us, and that was kind of like, oh. But at this time, you know, they didn't get to fight him. It was like we took losses. We got to run, and then you know he goes back and it's like then you know me Shira we got Andel, we're ready for this. You know that the team is gonna go take him out. We can do anything, and that's where they kind of made their first mistake.
1: Yeah. I've got two last things I wanna yep. read. The first thing I'm I'm gonna read is it's the intro to a strike from Destiny One called the Shadow Thief. Verix the Loyal actually says the intro <clears throat> Tanix has no house. He kneels before no banner, owes allegiance to no kel. He is a murderer. And very good at what he does. I have been tracking him since wolves broke their chains. Yes, now Tanix works for Wolfpack, but not for long.
0: It's beautiful. <laughs> we hey, just like we just need Tannix to put a little talking? bit of re- a little, little reverberation over time? you. No, that was Varix. Oh. We uh put a little reverb on you, and you got the voice down, bro. <laughs> uh.
1: And then there was another mission that was introduced in the Taken King, where we actually go into uh, one of the hideouts that Cade stashes stuff.
0: It was like an old missile silo or something. I forget now.
1: Yeah, it was like a missile silo in. Uh, it's fun
0: to run up there. Yeah. yeah,
1: but it was the mission was called Cade's stash, um, and there was a, a secret room that you could find with playing cards down there. Uh, when you scan it with your ghost, your ghost says, a jack of spades? Kate says, yeah, I had a whole system to keep track of things. The royal cards stood for weapons. Spades meant hockey. Clubs for Crux Lomar. Diamonds for Omelon. And hearts... Well, hearts were for this girl I knew. Ghost says, what was her name? Kate says, uh... Don't you have a stealth drive to find?
0: Yeah, that's what it was. So it wasn't him saying queen. He it's when he said the hearts for the girl he knew. But yeah, that was kind of like our first introduction to his like his queen. Yeah, and all the th- theories about it. Well, it wasn't really even theories. All the talks about him following around Maya before he was an EXO. I think you know I'm talking about a lot of people referring to to <laughs> that being who he was talking about originally.
1: Sundarash.
0: Yeah, because remember he followed her around yeah. for a while. He was trying to get her attention, and she was not interested in him.
1: Could be. But that's all I got here, so.
0: Uh, yeah, no, that's it for me. I, it's going to be good to get into the next episode. Hey, Mrs. Hyvin, you got anything? You ready to take us out?
2: Let's head on out to shout-outs.
1: Why right. does it sound like she's drunk? Yep. Yeah.
2: Because I'm falling asleep.
1: All right, I'll keep my shout-outs quick simple uh shouting out ishtar collective as always because they are where i get most of my info and destinypedia they're where i found the two quotes
0: they're good for some like uh, like summaries and not necessarily theories but like what's the word like theories with some good backing you know what i'm saying not 100 percent confirmation yeah um, yeah, because yeah, uh, you can get great summaries of the stories on Ishtar, but uh, Destinypedia has a like, good overview of knowledge if you don't want to read everything. I, yeah, I always forget about that one, so that's a great
3: idea.
0: All right, my shout-out is, once again, to Focus Fire Chat for having us on, being so wonderful, making the experience some of the, one of my, probably one of my favorite memories now from just Destiny as a whole – um, just this whole experience has been great and for getting us all these, uh, these listeners and um, anyone who comes over for, because of Focus Fire Chat we welcome you guys all we're hoping to be doing this thing for a long time and hopefully uh, live up to the expectations of the lore community so thank you guys for um, you know not getting us started but uh, giving us that little push to keep going um, so I really appreciate it. and hopefully we'll be able to um, do some more stuff with them uh, maybe even have someone come on to our podcast in the future And then my other shout-out is, I guess more of a personal shout-out. As Elemist said, with cross-save, as he said, play where your friends are. Great advice. However, PC is scratching that itch that I have not had with Destiny for a while. I'm really enjoying it. I love playing with mouse and keyboard. I love playing on PC. But I miss my clan. I don't know anyone on Xbox. So my shout-out is uh, anyone who wants to play, um, I'll throw up my... um, e net and my uh, Steam ID for people. Uh but yeah, I'm just looking for some people to play with. So yeah, that's kind of like my little little plug to hopefully uh maybe have a nice community that I can play with because Destiny is fun solo, but it gets it gets lonely at times. And that's it for me. Mrs. Hyben?
2: Um, I just wanna shout out all of our new listeners and Twitter followers. Thanks for finding us interesting enough to actually put forth a little more activity to uh, come and find us and listen to us. I think that's pretty swell.
0: Yeah. I second that, sir. All of our comments and uh, stuff we get. It's really nice to see, like, I honestly, in this, like, last week, it's just kind of, like, blown up. You know, we're getting emails, we're getting tweets. Like, we are kind of establishing a little bit of a community here. We might have to start a Discord eventually.
1: Right, like it—it it just the love this past week has just been amazing.
0: Yeah, I always felt part of this community, but I felt like a smaller part of this community. You know, everyone has like their little niches, but like,
1: like we're actually
0: kind of establishing a, a a little bit of a group, and it, it feels good because, heck, man, I'm real bad at making friends and um, being there to communicate with everyone. So this is really kind of cool to to get this little bit of back and forth. So. That's another reason why I have no friends on PC. I'm not really good at uh, just approaching strangers and the patrols and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, it, this podcast is two introverts and Mrs. Hyvin.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. If you're curious what we're really like, listen to episode one. The driest podcast you'll ever listen to. And Mrs. Hyvin was like, you guys aren't like that when you guys just talk together. Yeah, okay, we could try to be more natural.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: And then she was the second episode. You guys are a little better, but I should be on. <laughs> and that's
1: our podcast. And that's pretty much when it actually started getting good.
0: Yeah, we got a little bit more open and, <laughs> and free. All right, well, if that's it, um, should I take us out, Mrs. Hyvin? as you're getting a little tired over there?
2: No, go right ahead.
0: All right, so the only reminders are just to um, look for us on, on Twitter uh, at guardians underscore lore. Uh, continue sending us emails at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com. And, of course, leave us a review and or feedback anywhere that you get your podcast from. Um, we would love to see it. Um, but if you, if you tag us on Twitter with some feedback, we'll definitely get it there and um yeah i think that's it hopefully you guys like our new sound and we're trying to maybe get a little bit more structure for our intro consistency um but one thing that's never going to change is our sign off. so we'll see you guys take care hey babe
2: i'm awake sorry you need the bum-bums
0: i need the (laughs) (laughs) bum-bums
2: ready yep Bum, bum, bum. Goodbye.
0: Avoid legal snaps by telling people they're being recorded. Okay. Nags. Sorry.
1: Oh my God, I'm being recorded. This is an outrage.
0: Yep.
2: Nobody take off their clothes.
0: Then it goes too far. Oh God. Oh no. It's too late. <laughs>
2: Oh, you're wearing your PJ mask shirt.
0: He's wearing Pokemon shirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, what? but he and I bonded over it being PJ Masks.
0: Yeah. I have no idea what that refers to, but okay.
2: That's because you don't care about the nephew you do have. Huh?
0: Don't. <laughs> okay, you put the smiley face up. You said you wanted to start. Why don't you
2: come get these? Sh- do you I'm hear like... them?
0: Yeah. Do something
2: They're
0: about like... them. They're in fun. <laughs> I got something new.
1: That seems rough. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Calm down. I'm sorry.
0: They said that was the worst pun they have ever heard. It was worse than all those cheesy puns
2: the other
3: day. (laughs) Oh my god.
2: Those were were so good.
3: That
2: was literally glorious. So good, man. (gasps) Kona, shut it. She listened. Can I at least do the intro, please? Can I just get through the intro? It's all I'm asking. Yeah. No? Okay. (coughs) I have
0: the biggest fan. I have to to tell Elements this. This is not the the
2: moment. No. (coughs) This is for everyone. No. 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 This is my shout-out? You can have that later. No, it doesn't even be your shout-out. We can do that instead of Mrs. Hyvin's question corner, but you've got to let me get through this first. (laughs)
0: No, oh, we have do. other stuff other than Question Corner. We have a lot of questions.
2: But I'm saying you. it can be Mr. Hyvins tonight.
0: No. Nah. All right. Continue. My um, shout out.
2: <laughs> either way, it just doesn't go here. Okay. Hyvins PC no.
0: experience. <laughs> PC noob.
2: <laughs> right.
0: It's because it's the only thing you've ever played. Not that it's Anybody bad. Anybody else is here that
2: girl? They don't love my Warlock.
0: You'd be, I, you could Titan main. I feel it.
2: Hers. Jeez. Okay, we had two bones in here. Where's the big one? Where's the other bone?
1: Huh? In her tummy?
2: No, it's Nyla bone. They can't eat them. Where's the other bone?
1: Gosh, now they're going to try. underestimate them.
2: What?
0: <laughs> I said, now, now they're going to try. And he said, them. you underestimated them.
2: The community objectives are defeat 175,000 Wave 7 Escalation Protocol bosses. Defeat. So- Three. Yeah, that doesn't make any.
1: So. Why is why part of that L written as a number
2: and part of that written as thousand? <laughs> so oh,
0: it's one hundred and
1: seventy-five thousand.
0: She just wants this to happen. Oh. That make you feel better?
2: Yeah, that makes way more sense. <laughs> why was that half written numerically and half written, like? Leave him alone. Numerically. You're. You're the only one here with a college degree.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This was ripped straight from the TWAB.
2: (laughs) Then what's happening at Bungie?
1: They all have college degrees. Right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) How is it the college dropout? The community college dropout corrected that.
0: (laughs) You didn't drop out. You just didn't finish.
1: That better?
2: Much better, much happier.
0: Alright, now I'll read over it. It's and then we'll, so weird.
2: We'll... Okay. Let me try this again. <clears throat> the community objectives are first defeat 175,000 wave seven escalation protocol bosses. Alright, didn't didn't know if we had any tips and tricks on that. No?
0: No, just go ahead and read them all and we'll we can I discuss. Just, that
2: feels like a lot. Is that not like, a lot?
0: Now, can, can you just finish reading
2: first? Sorry. Oh, okay. I
0: do want to comment on it, but uh, after.
2: Okay. we also have do three. Let me just start over. De-freet. Yeah, I'm just going to start completely over.
0: Yeah, let's just start over. Pretend we can. This is a great bloopers. Just say community objectives.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Start from the beginning. <laughs> pretend this is the first try. Yeah.
2: yeah. Can somebody move their cursor?
0: Not right me. Right there. Is that better?
2: Nope. That's also in the way of everything I have to read. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Community objectives. We have to defeat 175,000 Wave 7 Escalation Protocol bosses. Defeat 300 million Hive on Mars. Uh, Do Mars Nightfalls, consisting of defeating Norix 150,000 times. Defeating Zol 100,000 times.
0: Not Chris, sorry. Huh? I don't know. You said Norris, like it was Chuck Norris. So it's Chris or Nochris. I don't know what you said, but I did, was confused. So I just figured I'd clear up that word. I for think
2: it. I did put the R above, the, before. not above. Before and he, the, oh,
0: you said Norris or something weird. Norcus. Either, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. either Should way. Should we go for one more try? <laughs> well, <laughs> I wasn't expecting these names. I didn't have words to look out for. Okay, hold on. Just give me the names. Uh, so it's Nocris or
0: Nocris. I've heard both No-Kris. ways. I'd I, I like I say
1: Nocris. Yeah, I do like too. Nocris. And Zol, was Zol. that right? Yep. Yeah. Zol, Zol was perfect. Yep.
2: Okay. One more time, from the top. You
1: got this. <laughs> yes, we
2: did. Just trying to pull these up.
1: So, should I read them or?
2: Yeah, I sure. We actually freedom. got a lot. I don't have them so, up. We only really had. Have- I thought it was three.
0: We got two emails. We got.
2: Oh, I forgot two- about the emails. Yeah. Guys, we got emails. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you want to so start with the emails or the tweets? You want to start with
1: the emails, Alennis. I'll read the emails while you find the tweets.
2: Also, side note, for those of you listening, go back to our Saturday chat or I'm sorry, our Friday chat. There's a great a great thread of just cheese puns if you need a good laugh.
1: It was all cheesy.
2: It was It was just good. Yeah. Katia orchid. I feel like I always say Katia wrong, but it's two T's. So I feel like that's right. But if it's wrong, somebody please tell me.
0: Why don't you just ask her? How is it like, spelled? We talk
2: to her frequently enough. How is it spelled? K-I-T-T-A. Yeah,
0: there's no I, so it would be K-I-T-T-E-A. You always say E-A.
2: K-I-T-T-E-A. Look, yeah, I say things weird, all right? Let's just, just, just call her Clorox, too. <laughs> That's why I like to stick with Orchid. Anyways. He just punched me in the boob. Even you. Yeah. <laughs> he just punched me in the other boob. All entries are named after poker terms. Poker? I hardly know her. I just ran into the door. Oh, my God. I just ran into the door. I just ran into the door. I'm so nighttime drunk right now. (laughs) This is why we don't ever end up in the same room. Oh, gosh. Walks into
0: my office, tries to be funny, (laughs) and then tries to walk out with swag and smashes into the door.
1: What do you mean she tries?
0: She tried to mic drop...
1: She
2: First of, of all, I was funny.
1: Expectations.
2: Second of all, I walked in with swag. Did you not see that hop in my step?
1: Oh, yeah, she did. You did.
2: Don't come in my room! <laughs> oh, he closed
1: yeah. the door. What, what do you mean she tried? She exceeded expectations.
0: Alright, but the whole, I like, mic drop, walk out, that didn't work out for her.
2: <laughs> I was, like, a little disoriented. I didn't realize, like, how how close I was to the door. I, like...
1: Kelly, doing behind you? It's, it's almost like you didn't have two eyes uh, to look through.
2: Looking like look- she's about to her sister, maybe.
1: Yep, looked like that's what was happening.
2: Hey, hey, get off her collar!
1: <laughs>
0: Alright, let's get back into Wait, this. Hey!
2: Hey! Hey! I'm gonna have to get water later because Ivan didn't refill the pitcher. Would you guys stop it? Jeez! Okay. And see. And last but not least, all of the entries are named after poker terms.
1: Yep.
0: Don't say it. It's already in the
3: bloopers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And moving right along, we have like I said before, if you were paying attention, you know, we're going to do this like Dora. How many lore book entries? Long pause, long pause, long pause. That's right. Six. (laughs) Nobody said anything, Dora. (laughs) (laughs) Elements. Take it away! I'm gonna stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) I think I broke elements. Oh my god.
0: And now for some lore.
2: Now for that (sighs) professionalism we promised.
0: We may have we may have got an intro and an outro, guys, but the episode's deteriorated, not for
2: sure. This has gone downhill fast. Just a little bit. And Bute.
1: i almost immediately read that as <gasps> Eh, well right it is cade we're talking about
2: <laughs> tomato tomato
1: tomato potato
0: potato
2: tomato i died when we started this card you guys literally i did not see the first line when I made all the jokes and the first line as he jumped in. I thought Elemist was saying that on his own when he said all joking aside. I died. <laughs>
3: what? I
2: like the first line of this card is, is all joking aside. aside uh-huh. Right after all my jokes and my cracks and everything with like Dora and whatnot.
0: And I just, thought uh, he was like starting off his it. lore
2: reading by that. I died.
0: Okay, I got it. Also, the you know, one just when that... you threw up your uh, you said you wanted to comment like as soon as he finished reading, I was like, wow, she actually has something on a card for once. So I'm a little <laughs> disappointed that you didn't. But
2: <laughs> first of all, actually, that was my first of all. Second of all, I'd like to point out that the one place elements messed up on was the same easy for me. <laughs> that also made me laugh. Um,
0: anyway, but... <laughs> into the car, and <laughs> you get anything from it.
2: I can feel myself trying to talk around what I want to say. Fill it with the old poop and circumstance. Isn't it supposed to be like pulp? Come on now. Poop.
0: You can do this. (laughs) I should reread that one. I wasn't expecting poop. It's Cade. Right. This is like a child when she reads this stuff.
2: He said a bad word. He said poop. (laughs) I just wasn't expecting (laughs) poop.
0: Nobody ever expects poop, babe. That's when it's horrible. That sounds like a really, really bad time.
2: I wasn't
3: expecting poop.
1: Oh, God. It's everywhere. Makes it sound like a wet fart, man.
2: Colonoscopy prep, man.
1: Oh, God.
0: Oh, God. Please, no. Let's move on. Go reread this. All right. I forgot all about that. Look Is at that, that. Make me relive the glory days.
2: When <laughs> the glory days in the first two episodes before I was on them?
0: Yeah, the good old days when I was still single. It's me Whatever. and the
2: bro. You weren't <sighs> single anytime. Single right? on the podcast. podcast. Oh, gosh.
1: Dude, that was only like two episodes. I know.
3: They were so <laughs> glorious. <laughs>